you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and your central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And of course, we are here to talk about Missouri's 75-70 win over the Kentucky Wildcats. And frankly, if you can beat Kentucky in basketball, well, there's no apologies necessary. I don't care if they are a little bit down. If you're Missouri, you'll take those wins when you can get them. And you know what? A really solid performance by your Missouri Tigers tonight, despite one of the worst two-point shooting performances of the season by the Tigers. They only made 37% of their twos. They had nine of their shots blocked by the Kentucky Wildcats. But you know what? Compared to 13 by Auburn, that actually doesn't sound so bad. And on this episode, I want to talk about some promise. Finally, a little bit more fulfilled than we've seen by Parker Brown in his time at Missouri. And also, I want to talk about the Ghostbusters pack that is prevalent at halftime at Missouri Arena. But first, we gotta start we gotta we gotta start with the MVP of the game, quite honestly, and that's Drew Smith. And you know what? There was a shot early in this ball game where Drew Smith took a quick three pointer early in the shot clock. Now to be fair to him, he was in rhythm, and ultimately he made me eat my words. He knocked down that three-pointer, and I thought, you know what, John? If you're going to tell Drew Smith that he needs to be more aggressive, well, you can't tell him to not take in-rhythm three-pointers early in the shot clock. You can't have it both ways. You know what? I thought Drew really found the balance today, and obviously he was incredibly efficient offensively. His 26 points tonight made four of eight from the two-point range. 2 of 3 from downtown and also 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Just an incredible game by Drew Smith. I mean, he was he couldn't have been better tonight. Played by far the most minutes for Missouri tonight. And, you know, a guy who's become a bit of an iron man for the Tigers, quite honestly. Seems to play about 36, 37 minutes every single night regardless of energy and that certainly goes back to last season where Drew was gimping around on one of his turned ankles and and, and really just showed just a, a level of toughness that very few guys at his position have shown before at Missouri since then. So Drew, not only, of course, a really skilled player, but a really tough guy, a team guy, and a guy, again, the fact that Drew is a team guy, to me, that's He's had to adjust a little bit, his mentality, because on this team, we need him to be more aggressive offensively. And it's interesting, as soon as I said on my podcast that we really need Drew Smith to be more aggressive offensively, well, either totally coincidentally, I suppose, but maybe Conzo Martin and Drew and everybody else noticed what I noticed. For whatever reason, ever since then, Drew has been much much more aggressive with his shot offensively, and I think Missouri has really benefited from that trend. Now, Jeremiah Tillman did not have his best statistical game of the season so far by any stretch 
of the imagination, but honestly, I felt pretty good about his games this this previous night. Now you look at him, first of all, he only picked up three fouls in this game. So once again, he's able to not gum up the works with foul trouble. And that's a huge thing for Missouri. But even more importantly, you look at his three turnovers on the game. Two of those were on travels in the first 10 minutes of that ball game, both of which I thought were a little bit questionable. So regardless, I just think Jeremiah, the only thing that we can really complain about him right now is his free throw shooting. And when it comes to the technique on his free throw shots, I'm telling you, sometimes there's almost you almost can't bend your knees enough. I'm telling you, on free throws, just give that deep knee bend, and I'm telling you, your body will compensate, and it will just put a little bit more softness, a little bit more arch, a little bit more arc, I should say, on that shot, and suddenly, I'm telling you, that's really all it's going to take. Tillman will go from 35% to 65%. If he just gets a little bit more leg bend, a little bit more arch, a little bit more arc, everything will look better for him. That's the one bugaboo he has in his game right now. But even though the Kentucky shot blockers maybe didn't bother the Missouri guards as much as I expected, maybe they did have an effect on Jeremiah Tillman a little bit. And you know what? Isaiah Jackson is a guy that I praised quite a bit and was questioning why he didn't play as many minutes. And frankly, I was encouraging John Calipari to play Isaiah Jackson and their other big guy, graduate transfer Olivier Saar, together a lot more. And on one hand, well, Calipari took my advice. He played Isaiah Jackson, a team high for Kentucky, 34 minutes. He ends up getting 10 rebounds, 4 blocks, three steals. And again, my premise was that if you're Kentucky, why not just double down on what you're good at? Why not just make that defense go from really good to elite? And to me, that's what happened if you if you would play Olivier Saar and Isaiah Jackson at the same time more. And certainly if you just play Isaiah Jackson more minutes, he's an incredible defensive player. If he figures anything out offensively, He's a pro without a question, but you know what? There were times, even though he hit half of his shots tonight where I thought, okay, great, please, please settle for a mid range jump shot. Isaiah Jackson, honestly, any jump shot I'm fine with you taking, but again, defensive end of the court, he made a huge, huge difference for Kentucky guy is a true freshman. Keep your eye on him. If he can figure anything out offensively, he's got a future for sure. And you know what? In the future, we're all going to have car trouble, right? And when this car trouble happens, well, you don't want to pay top dollar. So instead of paying top dollar, well, I would advise you to go to rockauto.com where they always charge the same price regardless if you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer. So why would you spend way more Huge double-digit percentage more on the same exact auto parts at a chain store or a car dealership? Well, you shouldn't, quite frankly. There's no reason to. So here's the thing. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. So see all the parts available for your car. Choose the brand, specifications, 
whatever you want. Their search engine is really, really simple to use. So go to rockauto.com right now and write locked on in your how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And definitely be sure to check out the new Locked On Today podcast with Peter Bukowski, who will bring in various local analysts for all of your national sports every single day. Frankly, this is the kind of thing that makes the Locked On Podcast Network special. So subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And I will say it's interesting and uh, frankly encouraging that Parker Brown got in the game not only for his usual spelling of Jeremiah Tillman there early the first five to ten minutes of the game, but he actually got in the ball game three times in the first half and at least one more time in the second half early in his in his first run got Parker cha- nicely challenged a shot on the defensive end got a block shot and then hit a wide open three which is something that we'd actually see later in the ball game when Xavier Penson and Parker Brown kind of playing a bit of a two man game at one point well just Parker's presence at the top of the key completely cleared out the lane for Penson allowed him to get an easy layup. And again, if Brown, if he can somehow get confident with that three-point shot, because we already know he's a pretty confident lob player finishing at the rim, despite the fact that Pinson was a little over-aggressive, in my opinion, a couple times trying to get Parker that lob. Well, we know if he can do that and he can stretch the floor as well, man, he is quite the weapon offensively. But unfortunately, Parker still sort of shows the same defensive limitations that have plagued him for his first couple of years at Missouri. Certainly, certainly last season, his first real year with the Missouri Tigers. I believe he redshirted the previous season. And by the way, at one point, much like Jeremiah Tillman has done this season, Parker Brown beat his man down court for an easy fast break, but again, gave up a couple straight buckets at one point to Lance Ware for Kentucky, and it just felt like, you know, he he was a little bit of a liability defensively as usual, but man, there are times when, honestly, there there was a few minutes, honestly, not even a few minutes, maybe a minute and a half to two minutes, where Parker played the four, along with Jeremiah Tillman. And honestly, I started thinking, yes, while defensively, certainly Missouri is going to be better with Mitchell Smith or Kobe Brown next to Parker, next to Jeremiah Tillman, I should say, versus Parker Brown being next to Jeremiah Tillman. Well, the deal is, is yes, there's a trade-off there. Because if Parker can start hitting those threes, then Mitchell Smith and Kobe Brown, frankly, haven't been able to hit and an efficient clip, well, now there's a trade-off. Now there's a question for Conzo Martin to actually to actually calculate in his head. There's definitely a different calculus if Parker is hitting shots. And you know what? Of all the people who have championed Parker and said there's more to this guy's game, 
Well, frankly, that would be Conzo Martin. So if anybody has faith in this guy, it's probably the head coach. So it'll be interesting to see if Parker ends up getting the kind of run the rest of the season that he got in this Kentucky basketball game. And you know what? Ultimately, in the first half, the Tigers took a pretty commanding 40-27 to lead that, well, unfortunately, the Wildcats would go on an 8-0 run, make it closer at the beginning of the second half. But you know what? At halftime, those of us who were in the stands got a pretty fun interview from Eli Drinkwitz. And the best part of the interview was, frankly, the end of it, when suddenly he became the best the best hype man for Conzo Martin you could possibly imagine. So you know what? I want to talk about that, just a tiny bit of football notes and more of this Missouri-Kentucky game. But first, hey, you know what it is. It's our buddies at betonline.ag. And of course, this is, is this is the most popular time anybody could possibly bet. And you know what? There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for odds making, and that's betonline.ag. And here's the best part. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you use the promo code locked on, well, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of whatever you buy in for on your first deposit. So here's the deal. No matter if you think the Chiefs are going to win the ball game or you're completely stupid and you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to win the game, either way, get on on the action at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And if you need more of SEC basketball and football, well, you should definitely check out Locked On, the SEC, wherever you get your podcasts. And I've also given a lot of credit in this space to the Tiger football social media team under Eli Drinkwood. Something that I think is a, a low-key, really big upgrade for this program. And I think today really spoke to that because... Again, it's it's the second national signing day for the Missouri Tigers, but you know what? Quite brilliantly, in my opinion, even though B.J. Harris, again, the running back from Chattanooga, Tennessee, was the only guy that I noticed that actually signed a scholarship for the Tigers today, but despite that, well, Missouri quite deftly in their at Mizzou football social media accounts decided to put up videos from all the guys from the 2021 class from Tyler Macon to Tyler Hibbler and even guys in the class who aren't named Tyler all got a nice video with with some background from their families just direct you know speaking to the camera type stuff telling them all about their sons which is a really cool thing not only for the kids themselves but of course the parents themselves and you know what especially in this of course, this bizarre COVID year where a lot of these guys, including my guy Tyler Macon, did not get to play out their senior seasons of high school, despite the fact that this guy won the state championship, 5A championship in Illinois football, his junior season. Well, him and his wide receiver teammate, Dominique Lavette, attending Mizzou, 
Well, they didn't even get to play their senior seasons of high school. These guys have shown so much dedication to the program that they're going to leave high school early so they won't even get to go to prom or anything. I just love the fact that while obviously that what Mizzou did on social media today doesn't make up for any of that stuff that those guys missed, it's at least an effort to give them a little bit of a special spotlight, which which I really do appreciate. Now, I'll be completely honest with all of you and just say that I missed the first maybe two to three minutes of this basketball game. I was trying to hold down the fort before my hardworking and loving wife got home. So unfortunately, I missed the first couple minutes of this basketball game. But one thing I, again, not to repeat myself, but one thing I suggested was I really thought that John Calipari should consider playing what were, in my mind, his two best centers together his best two bigs together much more and that's Olivier Saar and Isaiah Jackson but as the game played out you know Olivier Saar only played 12 minutes tonight which I found pretty stunning but you know what you look back on it the guy got in foul trouble it's his own fault and you know what Saar again a seven footer a grad transfer from Wake Forest a big guy with a very agile frame that has just a ton of skills. He knocks down a three-pointer with about five and a half minutes left, cuts the Missouri lead to four, but then he immediately fouls out. The guy fouls out five fouls in 12 minutes. You know, I think Saar is just, he might be one of those kids He'll either be a late bloomer in the NBA or just a kid with a bunch of talent that just never quite put it all together. But a seven-footer like he is, a guy who who is as agile as he is, who has his skill set, it's always a little bit disappointing when they don't quite get there. And it feels like Saar is just not going to quite get there. But really, maybe the biggest development for Missouri this game, other than Drew Smith continuing to prove that, well, while maybe other guys aren't don't totally have it going offensively, he can pick up the reins. He can grab the reins and take the offense, lead Missouri to a victory over a blue blood program like Kentucky with 26 points. And again, say what you will about Kentucky's offense. They're still a really good defensive team. So the fact that Drew was able to get 26 against these Wildcats is quite a credit to him. To me, one of the most interesting parts of this game is that Missouri led pretty comfortably at halftime, 40-27, to 27, but my goodness, the first four or five minutes of that second half, to me, the referees just completely almost tried to ruin that game. Now, fortunately, they, they took their, their foot off the gas after that point, but man, they got both. They got Missouri in the bonus within, I, I think, five minutes of the game. Kentucky was within the bonus. Maybe was with was inside the bonus. Maybe just a couple minutes later, but fortunately, the game didn't just completely devolve into a free throw shooting contest like the Auburn game did. But certainly, the fact that Missouri got ten more free throw attempts, fourteen from Drew Smith, well, that obviously made a big difference in this basketball game. I, but at no point did I feel like Missouri was necessarily getting the benefit of the doubt 
on the whistle, it just felt like we were the better offensive team. We were the more aggressive and, frankly, polished team with a lot more a lot more experience. Because, frankly, even Kentucky, you look at the guys on their ball club who are seniors. You look at Olivier Saar. You look at Davion Mintz, a guy that I talked up in the pre in, in the preview to this ball game, and he really showed out in this game. He had 18 points. Was really impressive in my opinion. I like him a lot. But again, Olivier Saar, graduate transfer from Wake Forest. Davion Mintz, graduate transfer from Creighton. Despite the fact that these guys are both talented players, well, in a way, they're just as new to the program as these true freshmen. So despite the fact that they have lots of experience in college basketball, they have zero experience with playing with all these new freshmen like... B.J. Boston, like Cameron Fletcher, who only played a minute to li- tonight, like Devin Askew, like Isaiah Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. But with all that being said, this is just a huge victory for the Tigers. Anytime you beat Kentucky, it's an important game. Just like, okay, hey, Kentucky was down this season. Well, you know what? LSU was down in football this past season as well, but it was still a huge win for our program and now with Missouri hosting the Alabama the undefeated in the SEC Alabama Crimson Tide gonna be an interesting game on Saturday hopefully I'll get Luke Robinson and Jimmy Stein in here to preview or eh, maybe even a little post game who the heck knows We'll, we'll figure it out one way or the other I'll admit that I haven't reached out yet but you know what those guys and I We have a pretty good rapport, so I think we'll get something for you. And honestly, despite the fact that Alabama is undefeated, I think Missouri has a pretty good shot in that basketball game to to do some damage in Columbia. So really, the most important thing is Missouri was able to break out of these standings, hold court against Kentucky at home, and they're still very much alive and you know, somewhat in the catbird seed for one of those top four seeds in the SEC tournament. So with all that being said, I'm John Miller, and I will see you all next time right here on Locked on Mizzou.